thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Episode 67, When Buying a House is a Frugal Move. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome, everybody, to the Frugal Friends Podcast. I'm so excited to be saying those words again. I'm Jen. I'm Jill. Jen's back. Woo! I did it. I had a baby. I I went on a maternity leave, and I made it back to the podcast. It's such a good feeling. I missed you. Uh, yes. There were times that I listened to the podcast just to hear your voice. Did I tell you that? Oh gosh, I think no. I might have texted you that. Oh, I almost texted you that. <laughs> it was it was really adorable, if I can say so myself. Yes. And the I have to admit, the first time I called you after being away from you for so long, I had to admit that I understand now what cute aggression is. And if you listen to the ends of the podcasts, you'll you'll know that Jill and I did not, we had differing views on like how much we loved babies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No one, it's either you really understand it or you really think it's weird and scary. There is no middle ground with cute aggression, but I am glad that there's a term for it. So I don't feel as crazy but it's basically where you want to bite off the chubby legs of babies. Yeah, and so I get it now. And even I found a key and peel sketch um, yes. that, like, oh, instead of babies, it was with puppies. So mm-hmm. it's a thing, and I get it, and I'm here for it. Yeah, so, we can we can link the key and peel skit because it's yes, worth it. We should definitely do that. Anyhow, Jen's back, and we're not doing anything light today. I've decided we're getting back into it. You guys gave us a ton, a ton of episode ideas in our Facebook group, the Frugal Friends community. And uh, we're diving right in with the renting versus buying discussion. And uh, I think you're all going to really like it. Got some down payment info, some paying off mortgage versus investing, all that stuff upcoming. Uh, But first... We wanted to talk about our sponsors, and then we got a little surprise for you before we get into it. Mm. Uh, Today's episode is also brought to you by co-parenting. Have you recently had a baby and you're desperate to talk to tall humans again? Want to contribute something to society that doesn't poop on you? Try co-parenting. Here's how it works. Hand your child to your spouse, leave the house, and say good luck. Co-parenting. It's not just for dirty diapers or separated parents. That (laughs) is literally what today's episode is brought to you by. Travis is in the other room uh, holding our baby, and I'm so thankful for him. And that's all. Yeah, I know. People really... I've seen parents do rock, paper, scissors shoot for the dirty diapers or for bath time. So I, it is really handy yeah. in those situations, but and I have talked to men who have never changed a dirty diaper, or who like can't stand the sound of their child screaming, who like mm-hmm. can't handle it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to man up. You got to you mm-hmm. got to do this thing, you know, mm-hmm. with your with your person. So yeah, shout man out to up. Travis. If you want to meet my co-parent, 
if you want to meet me, if you want to meet Jill, mm-hmm. we have a really special meetup planned. And I'm so excited to announce this. We will be in Washington, D.C., September 7th. And we're doing a meetup at 5.30 p.m. Um, at Calorama Park. I hope I'm saying that right. It's by the Washington Hilton. So we're so yeah, excited. Yeah, and we'll post about this in our Frugal Friends Facebook community group. Hopefully we'll be able to announce it through FinCon. We will be at FinCon. So this is the meetup that we're doing during that time. But if you are also just in the area, you're welcome to join us because it's a public park. No one's going to stop you from coming and hanging out with no. us. There's but you can't do anything playground. sketchy because we will right. be in a public park. So don't think that you're going to be able to come and attack us because you can't. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> please don't. And if you have friends in the D.C. area, message them and tell them to come out because we're just going to have a frugal time of fun. Bring your own snacks. We're going to hang out. There's a big playground for kids and um, just hang out areas that we can be frugal and hang out. So that again, that is Calorama Park, September 7th at 5.30 p.m. We're super excited. Yeah, looking forward to meeting people in person. Let's get into it. Let's not waste any more time. We're talking about renting versus buying for houses. And so our first article is from Lifehacker mm. and it's why the rent versus buy debate is pointless. So (laughs) I really liked this article and the perspective that this author brings because at the end of the day, and so spoiler alert, it's not just about this conversation of renting versus buying. It's what life season are you in? What makes most sense for you as an individual? So that's the point of this question, not whether or not one side is always right or always wrong. So I really appreciated that. And then I think it gave some excellent things to be thinking through with whatever season of life you're in on on what might be the best choice for you. And I think it's always true. The pendulum swings right? Like years ago, it was, you're an idiot. If you don't buy, buying is the best thing that you can ever do. And now there's articles coming out saying, renting is the best thing. Don't ever buy. That's the worst investment ever. And the reality is somewhere in the radical middle where no one often goes, but (laughs) where we often should all live, not in either extreme. So we're hoping to be able to walk that radical middle line with you all and help decide what's the best thing for you. So the article goes into the arguments for both sides. What are the arguments for buying? What are the arguments for renting? And some of the common ones and both excellent points on each side. For buying, when you pay off your home, it's yours. So they say that you eliminate the expense of housing once you've paid it off. Yeah, great point. It is an investment in some ways. They also say that if the home appreciates more than what you've paid in mortgage or interest, taxes, maintenance over time, then you've earned a return or you've at least broken even and then you've had a place to live. And a lot of times there's tax credits to help offset the cost of home ownership. Now we'll get into some of the devil's advocate pieces of even these arguments, but yeah, for the most part, those things are true. And as far as renting, some of the arguments include that Uh, If you own your house, you're going to pay quite a bit in interest and taxes. And that renting isn't just throwing money away, like most people would say, you know, that you're just flushing it down the toilet. Well, you get a place to live that does have value. So valid point. Mm -hmm. And that there is an opportunity cost to buying. So what you pay in down payment, taxes, insurance, interest, et cetera, you could be investing while you're renting. So it's worth thinking through, if I want to rent long-term, what could I be putting that money towards instead of towards a house? And so again, neither one is all right or all wrong. It just depends on your situation. But I think it's worth knowing what are the arguments on both sides. For sure. Yeah. And I think people, when they rent, you save up for that down payment. And so that's money that you could be investing, but you're saving for a down payment that over time will appreciate maybe 4 or 5%, so just over inflation. And then you're also 
when you're renting, you're buying patience, you're buying flexibility. So it's these arguments that people have for not renting, I think are are really overrated. Mm-hmm. That coming from a homeowner. Right. So <laughs> there are a lot of strong arguments for either. And then there are some individual factors that make it impossible to simplify when you yeah. own a home. So these are some things that you should be aware of if you're looking to buy. So you want to know how long you'll live in the home. So this will vary and you you won't be able to pinpoint it exactly, but know that just a rule of thumb, the longer you're in the home, the better. You'll also want to know the cost of housing in your specific area. So that's different. In most cases, people rent because houses are too expensive in their area, but it all depends on the market you're in. And then again, the opportunity cost of your taxes and insurance. So what kind of long-term return could you get if you had invested the money in the stock market instead of buying your house? Because most people will just look at a mortgage calculator and calculate their mortgage and, and PMI and stuff and forget about taxes and insurance. Or they'll buy a home and look at what the past taxes have been and not realizing that once you buy that home, the cost of it goes up and that's um, submitted to your city. So the taxes will be more than what it was previously because it's appraising for more. Mm -hmm. So you have to be aware that the taxes will most likely be higher than the taxes that are on history. And then also the opportunity cost of the down payment, like what I just said. If you're saving 10% of your income for a down payment, that's 10% you could have been investing for retirement. So you just have to weigh that. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing and that you should just be investing instead of saving for a higher down payment because the bigger the down payment, the better. Mm -hmm. But you just have to, like, what are your priorities? Do you want to retire earlier or do you want to have a house for like you and your five kids? What's more important? Mm-hmm. And I think all these things are worth considering. I think for some folks, there isn't much thought that goes into it, much like I'm going to college right after high school. There's not some, for some people, there's not a consideration of what the other options are or why they're doing it. So I think even the point of us even talking about this is just to bring some awareness to each of those things. Like we mentioned, some of the unforeseen costs. What do you want your life to look like? What's the long-term plan? What would be most beneficial for you and your family? And I appreciate how the article says in here that the answer on whether to rent or buy hinges on the specifics of rent prices in your area versus Uh, prices on homes, interest rates, and so on. So it doesn't mean that it is a a good or bad decision. Like buying a home could be a bad financial move, but for some it isn't. So there's so many things to consider, but I think that's the that's the key takeaway is that let's think this through and not just say, oh, I've heard that it's flushing money down the drain to rent or I've heard it's great to buy and just do it, but to think through all of these other pieces that go along with it. Yeah. I think we can alleviate like a lot of worry about this decision by stating that a home is a purchase, not an investment. So there are real estate investments, buy and holds, flips, landlording, that's when a home, a house is an investment, but a home that you live in is a purchase. It's not something like your retirement fund that should be, you know, growing at around 8%. Like Mm -hmm. a home won't grow enough to make it a viable investment. So Mm. while it could be a good financial purchase, it is a purchase and don't view mm. it as an investment. So That's I think helpful. that can take a lot of stress off. Right. Uh, even the pressure or expectation that mm-hmm. I'm going to be the next real estate guru through purchasing the place that I'm going to live in. Mm, mm-hmm. That's not reality. But yes, you do need a place to to live that suits your needs. So make a wise purchase. That's fantastic. I think I've heard you describe that in your own home buying journey, Jen, 
that you recognized what it was at the time you did purchase before you were out of debt and just saying that, yeah, but this suited our needs. And yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And we were, we were getting kicked out of our rental, not for anything we had done, but he wanted to make it an Airbnb. So Mm -hmm. we were getting pushed out Mm -hmm. and we decided we had the opportunity to rent or buy at that time. And the rentals we were looking at um, didn't serve the quality of life that we wanted for the price. Mm-hmm. And like, granted, we're not looking for a high quality of life here. We were trying to pay off debt and, you know, we took like ketchup packets from the gas station instead of you know, <laughs> buying ketchup. You know, we're not looking yeah. for, for lavish uh, living quarters. So <laughs> it was just, it didn't serve us in the way we wanted it. So we decided to buy and we put uh, 3% down, which I like don't recommend, but it's what we did because mm-hmm. we didn't have much time. Thankfully, we were on, we, we just used our money that we would have put towards debt mm-hmm. to down payment. And we were on such a high momentum. We were able to get 3% really quickly. Yeah. And we love our house. It was not a fixer upper like we had planned to do to, you know, get the quote unquote investment out of. It was a flipped home, and so we we paid a premium for having it done for us, and uh, I don't regret it for a millisecond. It was That's the best awesome. decision because we got time back mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. putting it into our home, um, which is an investment we would not see for a decade um, mm-hmm. until we sold it. We were able to put our time into our jobs and our side hustles that yeah. got us out of debt. And so yeah. that was the, you know, we paid a premium on one thing to be able to do something else. But yet it was a wise purchase for you in that you have been able to generate some income through having it be an Airbnb. So that's another consideration too, that, yeah, we don't want to always look at this as an investment, but a purchase, but to consider how might off of this purchase, I be able to make some money or make this more cost-effective for me and whether that you can utilize it for Airbnb or have a personal business on the property or what have a garden, whatever the case is. Um, those are some things to consider in buying also. Yes. Not a lot of people think about quote unquote house hacking when they're mm-hmm. thinking about buying a home, but it's such an amazing way to kind of go in the middle. So live like mm-hmm. you're renting, but have that home that you could be building equity in. And it's basically the concept of buying a duplex or a triplex quad or a house with an in-law suite, or if you're flexible like Travis and I, renting out your front room and bathroom on Airbnb. But like, if you get the duplex, you can live in one side and rent out the other long-term or Mm -hmm. on Airbnb, whatever you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. My dream is to have a house with an in-law suite one day that we can just generate continual income from the in-law suite. So that is not something people automatically gravitate towards, but it is a highly underrated method. And then once you're done and you want like an actual house, you can keep your duplex and continue renting it out for residual, for um, passive income um, and then get your house, you know, and while you were living in the duplex, the side you were renting is paying for your mortgage, for your full mortgage. Yeah. So it's just a great, a great method. Again, I think patience and thinking long-term is so key here. I see Mm -hmm. so many people in our age group, right, 30s, who are wanting to purchase their forever home. And it's like, well, does that have to be the goal or the expectation? Can Mm -hmm. we bootstrap our way to that, purchase within our means, and generate some income off of our property and work our way up to that point and and be a little bit more wise and frugal, if I can say Mm -hmm. it that way, by implementing some patience and some long suffering in this process. Yeah. When we went into our home buying, we were adamant that we were not buying our dream home or our forever home. Mm -hmm. We were buying our starter home. Mm -hmm. And that allowed us to search like a lot smaller 
something that we could be in for more than a few years. We'll talk about numbers later, but something we could be in a reasonable amount of time to get our money back, Mm -hmm. but not something that we would be in for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So, because we didn't need that space. We'll need that space in 10, 15 years, but we don't need it right now. And so Mm -hmm. we can afford to start with a smaller home. Absolutely. So that could even be one of the benefits of home buying sooner is that you can start smaller versus if you already have a big family, then you have to start larger. So it's just Mm -hmm. look at what makes sense in your area. Mm Mm-hmm. With those things considered, our next article is from Bankrate. And so this gets into some of the numbers and nuts and bolts when considering renting versus buying. So first mm-hmm. you want to be in the right mindset, knowing that it's there's no pressure. You have to do what's right for you. But when you've decided what's right for you, you can look more closely at the numbers. Mm-hmm. So some things to consider as you're debating this topic for yourself is what can you afford? And so we'll tell you, here's how you figure that out. Your total monthly costs, if you were to buy, should be no more than 25% of your take-home pay. So total monthly costs, that means your your mortgage, interest, insurance, uh, taxes, all of those things combined, you should not be spending more than 25% of your income. Yeah. And you should also be able to put money away for appliance replacement, roof replacement, um, and then things that come up. And and also like home improvement because you'll want to mm-hmm. improve the house and make changes over time. So you should just be budgeting for that anyway. And all mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. should be no more, honestly, like no more than 20% in my opinion, but experts say 25%. So we're going with 25%. (laughs) You got 5% wiggle room. Yeah. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now that I have kids, I'm hyper aware of the information I put online. But unfortunately, there's only so much I can do. Our personal information is everywhere on the internet, and I don't have time to monitor and take it off every website. That's why I personally use Delete Me. Delete Me is a service that finds and removes any personal information from hundreds of data broker websites and make sure it stays off. Delete Me isn't just a one-time service. It's always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want on the internet. I signed up, completed a questionnaire, and they took it from there, submitting opt-out requests to data broker sites and keeping my personal info private. To take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now, at a special discount for our listeners, today get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com frugal and use promo code FRUGAL at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL and enter code FRUGAL at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL, code FRUGAL. And so the second question to ask is, how long do you plan to stay in the home? So in order to recoup closing costs, have the home appreciate enough to get money out and break even essentially when you sell it, experts say, that you should stay in it a minimum of five years. So while we're saying don't buy your 20-year dream home, don't buy a tiny... Mm. If you plan on like having a kid or something in the next six months, don't buy a tiny one-bedroom duplex with one bedroom on each side. You know, Don't 
buy something you won't be able to stay in for five years. Mm-hmm. Plan ahead and and get something that you can stay in for, you know, a reasonable amount of time. Mm-hmm. Another question to consider is whether you want stability or flexibility. And so I think we can all assume what which one is which, but buying would equal some level of stability. Renting could equate to some flexibility. So this is, again, where you have to consider your life stage and potentially location also. Even if you've been in an area for a while, is this where you want to settle down or would you want to consider a different area? Or if you're moving into a new area, it may take you some time to figure out where you want to settle in. And so even if you have the money to buy, consider renting first to suss out the area and decide. There are so many of my friends and even acquaintances who have moved to other cities and purchased immediately because they had the money and they toured the place on on a video call and just bought it. (laughs) But then they got there and a few years later say, you know what? I actually want to be in this area. It's more family friendly or there's more activities. The nightlife is better and I'm moving. And usually that happens before those five years that Jen just mentioned of max or minimum amount of time to be able to recoup your costs. So just employing some wisdom in this uh, for what's going to make most sense for you, even if you do have the money. Right. And at that point, it can be hard to justify renting, but know that you're buying patience and time uh, for that year. And I mean, you could also negotiate with your landlord to say, you know, I'll be here seven months and then I'd like to go month to month. So mm-hmm. you can you can have some negotiating power, especially if you have money up front, maybe paying for seven months up front and saying like, don't raise the rent, I'm going to pay up front. So give mm-hmm. me a discount. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can have some negotiating power there. That's true. Good point. You also want to ask if you can afford to be responsible for home repairs and maintenance. So that's that 5% that it's between 20 and 25%. So it just depends on how many improvements you might want to make to the house, if you want to move in ready, uh, or if you want to do a fixer-upper. If you're doing move-in ready, you're going to take out a bigger mortgage, but you're not going to have as much to save every month for repairs and maintenance and vice versa. So Mm -hmm. this is where we say marry rich or marry capable. (laughs) People loved that quote in a previous podcast episode. It was amazing to see the feedback on that one. The truth, we will be making shirts. Yeah. So (laughs) marry rich or marry capable. If you want to have a house that needs a lot of repairs, know that you can afford to be responsible for those. If you're Mm -hmm. a single person buying a home. And you know that you're not capable of making all of those repairs right now. You're, you don't know how to do them. Budget for having somebody else do them and just be on the lookout for affordable handymen, trustworthy handymen, um, and make sure you have the money to pay them. But even if you're DIYing, supplies still cost money. So no matter which route, whether you are rich or you are capable or you're both, it is still going to cost money. Plumbing just by itself, just plumbing fixtures are so expensive. Electrical, tools, whatever, all of it. It does cost money even if you're doing it yourself. So consider that as well in, in your home buying endeavors. Another thing to consider here is what are your financial career family goals And how will your living situation either help or hinder you in those goals? Do you want to retire early? Do you want a big family? Do you already have a big family? Do you want to travel a lot? All these things would help you in considering what's going to be my best move. For myself, for Eric and I right now, we don't have kids. We work remotely and we travel a bunch. It is not in our best interest to be buying a home and cleaning that thing and mowing the lawn. That's, mm-hmm. That is the last way that I want to be spending my time. Oh my gosh, so yeah. I think there, are, yeah, where you're at in life stage, what your life looks like plays a big part in what you're going to choose to do here. Right. We have a lot of people um, in the group that their plans... 
they want to retire early, not like in their 30s and 40s, but just earlier than maybe 65. And so putting more money, investing more money up front helps with that. We're actually going to talk about that next week. Mm. But doing that more up front gets you rolling to retire earlier. Whereas for saving for a down payment, for instance, experts say 20% is the ideal down payment. We all know that. And not a lot of people put 20% down on their first home, which is absolutely fine. But no, your mortgage payment and everything along with that is going to be more expensive if you don't. Like we put 3% down, flexible people say 10%. But when you're doing that, instead of putting 10% into the stock market, you are going to have to work longer. Mm-hmm. So I think I think 10% is a fine down payment, especially if you're doing a lower cost home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you buy a home and you're moving to your second home, no less than 20%. So that's another reason you want to be able to stay in a place for more than five years because you, without a doubt, want to put 20% minimum down on your next home. Right. So that's another thing you should keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love in this article too, at the very end, they go into advantages and disadvantages of both buying and renting. I think it's an excellent breakdown and could be really helpful in guiding us in the individual decisions that we each make on this. Just to name a few for buying, the advantages being that you maybe you, you can build equity and credit. You don't have a landlord to answer to. There is more stability, especially with schools. Uh, some of the disadvantages mean that it requires more money, paperwork, all, all these things up front. You could lose money, right? That is a there is a big if on your home appreciating. We've seen it. Yes. Yep. Um, there are extra expenses beyond mortgage payments, and you are responsible for all the repairs and just where the housing market is going to go. We and we don't always know that, and it depends on the area you live in. Regarding renting, there the advantages include that there's there's not a whole lot of cost involved as far as upfront upfront costs. There's freedom to be a bit more mobile. You're not responsible for maintenance and repairs. You can build your credit. You don't have to worry about the housing market rising or falling. No property tax. But then the disadvantages of a landlord could raise rent. They could sell. Um, You might have to move multiple times and and you're not building equity in that way as far as a house goes. So a really nice snapshot of some of the advantages and disadvantages of both that can help us to figure out what's going to be best for us, where where we feel our most advantageous route is. Yeah. I'll put another advantage on for renting. Mm-hmm. It keeps you more minimalist. I uh, agree. Because moving every few years makes you go through all of your things and discard things you're no longer using. Whereas in a house, you don't, you're not forced to do that. And yeah. so- Definitely, you can hoard a lot easier in a house, and, and I've seen that. And not that you don't care for your rental property, you don't, or you don't take care of it, but there is a, an awareness, even subconsciously, that it is not yours. So even the level of investment that you put into decorating, oftentimes, is more minimal, which is very nice on the bank account also. So that's another thing to consider. If you know that once you get into a home, you're going to want it to look exactly how you want it to look right away and you don't have the patience to employ, a, to wait to get a couch and to wait to get nice furniture, then then that could be a consideration in the amount of time that you take to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an upfront cost that you have to factor in to it. So we went from a one-bedroom in a duplex to a three bed, two bath. And for the first six months while we were finishing paying off our debt, the extra two rooms were just empty. They were empty. And we didn't buy a bed or start doing Airbnb until we finished paying off stuff and we could furnish everything and get things pretty. But yeah, we had to be patient and wait in order to put the money towards that stuff. Good for you guys. You know what else is good, Jen? Good for my soul. Good for everyone. It's the Bill of the Week. That's right. 
time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, I'm a listener of the Frugal Friends podcast. My name's Tony, and I'm calling because I just heard the homesteading episode where uh, it was announced about the layoff at 31 weeks pregnant, and I just felt compelled to call because I am 31 weeks pregnant, and I also have been living off uh, one income, just my husband's income, and to hear how doing that and the work it takes to do that paid off so that you can have peace of mind and not worry so much about finding a gig right away. It was really reassuring to me that we're on the right track. Um, I had a bill of the week. So my bill of the week is maternity related. Um, I got a bill for a genetic testing that we had done based on our midwife's recommendation. And I thought it would be covered and it came to our apartment and it was $2,500, which was not in our budget at all. And um, I had been inspired by Earl's episode about calling about bills, but doing it in a really nice way. I have the same issue where I can lose my patience on the phone with customer service and usually send my husband to deal with people. But I decided, nope, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be extra nice. And I called my insurance company. They had denied the claim, but I had asked them to look it up, look up the exact claim wording of what they cover, and they could not even find it. So it was kind of ambiguous about what they covered or not in regards to the test. And then I also called the company, and they said they would reopen the claim with the insurance company based on my conversation with them. So it's been about a month. And uh, we got our summary from the health insurance, and they covered $2,000 of it. The claim got reopened, and they processed it. And so now I'm waiting for the $500 bill, but um, I'm definitely feel empowered to call the testing company and see if I can get any discounts on that, too. So thank you all for your advice on that. I really appreciate it, and I really enjoy the show. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. I'm literally so there. pumping my fist in the air. <laughs> there are 2,000 things I love about this bill of the week. Yes. Um, the first is that I'm so glad you were empowered by my s- story of being laid off at 31 weeks pregnant. Yeah, exactly what you said. When you're frugal and you live on less than one income, when you have two incomes, then you don't have to worry about an unexpected job loss. And I'm I'm really excited for you to have that baby and know that feeling and not have to worry about that. And also, gosh, maternity-related bills suck. I am knee-deep in them still. And I have also been on the phone with insurance providers and uh, medical facilities. And yes, they do offer like painful discounts and insurance companies make mistakes all the time. I'm waiting. I've been charged three, $4,000 for something that I shouldn't have been charged for. And I'm like waiting for them to take it off. So yeah, I'm so glad you did that, Tony. Ugh. I agree with everything Jen said. And I just want to add that I'm so glad to hear that you're being nice on the phone paid off. <laughs> I know that that wasn't an easy thing to do. We're all growing in maturity over here. So so glad that you did that. And also celebrating with you for dropping $2,000 off of a $2,500 bill. My goodness, could you imagine if you had just tried to pay that without even knocking down some of these doors and spending some time on the phone? Just excellent mm-hmm. job, Tony. Thanks for sharing. We hope it inspires others to do the same thing. Don't just let these massive bills happen to you. There's something you can do about it, and you can do it in a kind way and still win. So thanks for sharing that bill with us, Tony. If you want to submit your bill of the week, visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill to leave us a bill. It can be heartfelt. It can be funny. It can be full of wisdom and insight. It could be hardly related. We'll take it all. (laughs) 
It could just yes. be that you are named Bill and you say whatever you want to say on our podcast. Oh my gosh. So true. Yeah. Get your friends named Bill uh, to call in. How do I get my partner on board with our finances? It's a top question we get from listeners, and we've realized it's a game changer when there are tools that allow you to work together better, like Monarch. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple design makes it so easy to set up and manage your household finances. Plus, they have built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. After trying out Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001 and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot special for $1,000 off Vanta. That may be a dangerous ask. Yeah. But equally as right. dangerous. The lightning, the lightning round. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't wait for oh. you on that one. You shouldn't because <laughs> this is this is your round. We do this for you. And this one specifically is for you because if there is one person that has not bothered with the buy versus rent question, <laughs> it's Jill. She has lived so many unique ways, not renting, not buying. Like you don't have to ask yourself this question. Just talk to Jill and (laughs) and she'll show you all the alternatives. So show you the radical middle and the outliers. Yes. Okay, Jill. Here we go. Okay. Alternatives. So I'm not sure what this is considered. I think we are benting. Is that (laughs) we're somewhere in the middle. So we live in an RV. I'm sure you all have heard this before. We have lived in an RV before. We're doing it again. And it is us owning within our means, but yet it is mobile. So we do have to find a place to park it. So I would encourage anyone who does want a little bit of ownership but is not in a position to want to rent or buy. So there's a bit uh, of both here where you own your home, Mm -hmm. but then you rent the space where you park it. Or if you're lucky, you can find a free place to park it. But even still, uh, probably best to pay somebody at least a little bit of cash for for using their property in that way. But it's a fantastic way for us to be able to have something that we are building a small amount of equity in, certainly, but we have something that we can sell and hopefully it will be our down payment when we do find a place that we want to buy. Yeah, because you did fix up your RV, so you will be able to sell it for more than you purchased Yeah, we anticipate making uh, um, more than a couple grand off of selling this, which will mean then essentially we've lived for free and then we have Mm -hmm. a down payment when we're done. So yes, that's that's my favorite hack. Yes. Uh, Another hack that Jill has used is to live with family. So this is not obviously something for large families or um, older people might be sick of their family. But if you're young and you don't have many kids or don't have any kids, you can and should be open to the possibility of living with family. So either parents or grandparents maybe helping them around the house in exchange for rent money. But yeah, it's a great way to postpone 
spending the money to rent or buy. Another thing that I have done and would recommend is long-term house sitting. So again, an alternative to renting and to buying is if somebody is not living in their home for a season because of work or other life circumstances and they want somebody to take care of their house or possibly pets or animals while they're away, this is something that you could also consider. I think we mentioned this in one of our previous episodes, but I can even post a link to some websites that help to link up people looking for house sitters as well as people who want to house sit. Certainly, there are short-term options, but there are also people who are looking for a year or more for people to just house it and make sure right. that the pipes are being used and the property's being cared for and just keeping the house lived in. Yeah, because it is not uncommon that people have to go away for a year for a certificate for you know education or work mm-hmm. or uh, something. That is actually super common. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And our last alternative to renting and buying is to build your own home out of earth bags. Yes, Jen, you went there. We, uh, I found an insulated earth bag house tutorial. If you're interested in building your own home out of bags filled with earth and stacking them on top of each other. To be clear, this is not something that I have done. The rest no, of them I have. The only this thing. one I have not built a home out of earth bags. So maybe with this instruction <laughs> article that I found, maybe this is what's next yes, for you, Jill. It's inspiring me. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. If you have built your own earth bag house, please let us know in our Facebook group, Frugal Friends Community, and I will be impressed. Fantastic. Well, we hope this helps you on your journey of figuring out what's going to be best for you and whether you want to rent or buy. Just know that we we don't judge either way, whatever's good for you. But I will encourage, buy within your means. Don't stretch so far that it causes overwhelming stress for you. Yeah, you should still be able to reach your other financial goals. Yep. Consider if you are buying, consider how you can make money off of your purchase, even if it's just Mm -hmm. a garage on the property that you can rent out as storage space or whatever the case is, just get creative with it. That's the frugal way. Mm -hmm. Yes. And last but not least, we're doing the book club thing. So it is August, it's my birth month. What Yay! what I get to celebrate you were um, born. my being born, <laughs> which I really had little to do with. So thanks, mom. And we're reading The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins this month for book club. So jump in on that. Yes. And this is a self-published book. So a lot of libraries have it, but some don't. Uh, but it is essential reading for anybody that wants to learn about investing and retirement in a simple way. So if you want a free copy, you can enter to win one. Uh, Just leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, screenshot the review and send it to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And we will select uh, one winner for every five reviews at the end of the month. You know, Jen, I was scrolling through our podcast on iTunes and just found a really helpful review that I thought that I would share with people. Just some fantastic writing, great insight, just a really helpful. It happened to be five stars and it was written by Giselle Blekvizik. And they That's say- That's just a lot of letters. It's just a lot of letters, but I think they're from <laughs> Russia. They love the Frugal Friends, and they say, I am so happy to have found this awesome podcast, period, space, 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 space. It brings me motivation and laughter. Thank you. Did you write that, Jill? No. Is that why you're doing this? (laughs) I did not write that. Can Can I write a review on my own podcast? I haven't tried. I think so. Travis wrote one, and you can... You can clearly tell. Oh, you can clearly which tell. Which one his is. I think yeah, I'm we're gonna, not reading it on the podcast. Oh, the, I think we will. Uh, I think I'm going to reference uh, it in our next podcast. <laughs> Anyhow, that's a helpful one. That That's a potential yes. a pen- t- potential book 
book earning <laughs> review. I, yes. I can talk. Just, you don't have to even type in your name. You can literally take 30 seconds to type in some letters and a few sentences. And it does help more people find the podcast mm-hmm. uh, and get more information like whether they should buy or rent a house. So yeah. we really do value them. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, if you have some time, we would love for you uh, to submit a review. So thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week with a really good guest interview. See ya next week. Welcome back, Jen. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriano. Oh, I do feel a little rusty, but it's it feels good Where? to be back. What part of you feels rusty? Uh, my mind feels okay. Good, <laughs> rusty. I don't know what happens to the body after giving birth, so I'm just making sure my body is okay. I did go back to CrossFit. Um, I no started, way. Yeah, I started back, and I've done two days so far, and my body is in extreme pain. Like I made a bad decision. I was going to ask how you're doing. Were you cleared to go back? Yes. I've been cleared for a few weeks and I've just been waiting to really dive back in to those rough workouts. You know, Jen, we're older now. Our (laughs) bodies don't just bounce back like they used to. I know. I'm 30. I'm not in my 20s anymore. I know. It is interesting to see my friends who give birth in their early 20s versus those who give birth in their early 30s. And what they're able to jump back into after childbirth is different. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm uh, taking a break for the next few days to give my body a rest because it is similar. The pain I feel is similar to the pain (laughs) after I had a C-section is how I'm... I'm having flashbacks, like sitting on the toilet and like getting out of bed. Like uh-huh. I was like, "Oh God, that's how that's how that's it felt." What it was, but instead of just yeah. one area of my abdomen, it's all my muscles and all my body. Well, and it's not like you decided, "Oh, good, I've been cleared. I'm going to go take walks now." You jumped into CrossFit, which is did. the most intense version of exercise in my estimation. So yeah. you might just need to be kind to yourself and not do that. Okay. Well, I'm okay. going to go back in a few days. <laughs> okay. It's expensive. <laughs> I got to get my money's worth. That's the only reason I work oh. out is because it's expensive and I have to get my money's worth. And that's what motivates <laughs> I, I, me is money. I work out. motivated by money all right see you later thinking of popping the question diamonds direct has an offer you can't miss this month only buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at two thousand dollars imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once no one provides education selection and value like diamonds direct your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at diamonds direct won't last long details at diamondsdirect.com your new home journey starts at fisher homes where everything is red white and new explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the lifestyle design center are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead fisher homes has options for those too fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings